Attention Nerdy Nights, join Flo, Anders, and me, Colleen, at the Well-Rounded Table for Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. From that Star Wars galaxy far, far away to Outlander Scottish Highlands, we consume it all. Listen along with us each week as we explore the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, recording live from his fuck dungeon and demanding an audience, it's Chris Brodell. <laughs> I think we got shut down, Chris. I think uh, oh, they came after bitch. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it never hi. works out. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting a call. It's long distance. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe his battery is still going. <laughs> we d- we did miss you last week, man. Uh, thank you for coming uh, back from assignment. Uh, that assignment being a decent family man. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and you're all oh, caught up. I don't up. know about that. Yes. All caught up. I think I've seen everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is great this week because uh, we're going to do all the streaming scary. So like you didn't even have to leave your couch. You're just sitting there, you know, getting all... All the horror, and especially, uh, you know, this is the month where your wife takes over your arguing, arguing with myself account. So, and that yep. seems to be going well. She's getting a lot of engagement. She is. She is. And you know what? She was, uh, she was in panic mode before uh, October first, where she was just like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to do. I don't. I go. You'll get it. You'll get it. There's plenty out there this year. Yeah. So you know, much. 2022 is all horror. And uh, yeah, she's taken it in stride and she's doing very well without my input or anything. You guys went to the movies lately yourselves, right? Yes. Uh, actually, first time together. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, nice. In, too. in quite some time. Did you do Just Smile with her or did you do Barbarian with her too? Or both? No, I just did Smile. Uh, I still have to see Barbarian. Okay. Yeah, because... Uh, or Barbarian. <laughs> Barbarian, yes. Uh, the Elephant Attacks. Um, but yep. the um, the joke that keeps on giving. Uh, the yeah. uh, I, I still... Even though uh, I personally got freaked out more by Smile, I still want to see like your wife's reaction to what the hell did you just bring me to with the schlock oh. <laughs> of uh, Barbarian. But... For this episode, I look forward to that. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but so for this episode, though, we will keep it a little more normal, sort of. No, that's probably not true with the no. second movie we'll cover. But uh, it's all like I said, all the streaming scaries you can handle. Uh, we got stuff from you know Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Shutter, all representing in this episode. And we'll check in with Chris to see uh, if Smile indeed put. A smile on his face and or his wife. We'll ah. see. We'll, we'll do that. We'll catch up with that joke and more bad stuff later. But we'll start off with uh, a, a TV special, I guess you can call it more than a film, as it is, I think, 50-something minutes long. Werewolf by yeah. Night, uh, directed by Michael Giacchino, who most know as uh, a prolific composer, uh, most notably or most recently, uh, uh, The Batman he did all the uh, yeah. the MCU Spider-Man films and many, many other things. I believe he did the latest Doctor Strange, too. He did Pixar. He did, he's he been all over the place. Yeah, he, he is, a, like, obviously a Disney stalwart by mentioning all those. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they let him take his directorial debut of sorts with Werewolf by Night. He did a couple other shorts before that, like a TV episode, things of that nature. But nothing like this. This is starring Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell, Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone, Harriet Sansom Harris as Verusa Bloodstone, and Carrie Jones as Ted, a.k.a. Man-Thing. That's right, Man-Thing. Uh, Man-Thing. Yes. Um, 
wonderful, wonderful stuff there. Uh, this is about uh, a secret cabal of monster hunters coming together on a dark and somber night to emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face-to-face with a dangerous monster. Love the look and feel of this thing. Classic monster movie feel. Definitely what Giancino yeah. was trying to go for. Has a little touches of color. Even throws in a a little beat of uh, over the rainbow. Just as a little bit of color flashes it in. A nice touch there as yeah. well. Um, this is getting excellent scores across the board. Uh, 92 Rotten Tomatoes score uh, with a 93 audience score on that. 3.8 letterbox, 7.5 IMDb. So high praise all across the board. Let's see if we can keep that train going with Chris here. <laughs> What'd you think of Werewolf by Night, buddy? Um, it didn't have enough bite for me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right? You get that? You get that? Yeah. No, I uh, listen. It deserve all. It deserves all its accolades. Yeah. Uh, it was. I love the feel as well. Uh, the the whole uh, 1940s, you know, old cinema. Yeah. Uh, just, it, it worked, you know. I think, uh, what they say? They made it black and white with the express uh, try of uh, masking the blood that was in it. That was um, one of the reasons for sure. Obviously, it's part of the aesthetic, yeah. but it's also, yeah, yes. to knock it down to not having a TVMA rating. Yep. Yeah. But I I think it works. It it's like you know Psycho could have been in color, but you know Hitchcock chose to make that black and white. Right. Um. It was really well done. I I was amazed that they uh they even pulled this one off. Yeah. And my thing is, uh, and I don't know if you have this same sentiment is. I felt it could have been way longer and still been enjoyable. I felt it could have been like feature length and, you know, because this is what I say, 50 something minutes. But I I think it easily could have been 100 to 120 minutes, uh, like a feature length and still have it be compelling because I I, when it ended, I was like, oh, I could I could definitely see more of this. I thought, you know. Oh, yeah. And who knows how it was pitched, you know, uh, when you're talking about even though. Giacchino is a, a legend in in the composing field. Like, obviously, as a first time feature thing, if he's the person pitching here and saying he'll direct, that you know can be tough to get off the ground if if it's your first feature. But you know, yeah. uh, either way, it's very successful, uh, and they definitely left the door open. You know, why the father or wanted uh, have his daughter stay away for so long? A lot of like, there was a lot of unanswered questions. There was a lot of things right. that I thought they could have gone into, um, not to mention all all the the players that you want to see be on your side uh, sticking around. So I said to you off air, I thought they could do this every Halloween if they wanted to, to yeah. have a kind of a running thing to just do a different Werewolf by Night special every year. And I, I definitely still think that. But I honestly yeah. think they could have just banged it out like a real feature film whether it's straight to Disney Plus doesn't matter anymore. It's still a feature, and I think they could have done it, especially with this type of setup. I think they could have done that as well. Uh, and I, I loved everybody in it, too. I actually – did you have a standout? Because to me, I thought uh, the woman who plays Verusa, I liked her quite a bit, Harriet Sansom Harris. Yeah. Uh, I liked her she, quite she a was, bit. Uh, she was very uh, grand in her uh, her – acting she was a she very, was. like stage play kind of uh thing compared to and not too much compared to everyone else but uh you know because everyone had their you know grand uh spotlight sure because it was it was listen it was hard to kind of keep up with like the people not player. being named yeah yeah it, it was just like you had to describe which person you were talking about yeah because their names weren't given it was anonymity yeah and uh, I'm just like, uh, how do you look these people up? But it's a small cast, so you can be like, okay, uh, you know, the Viking guy. Okay, uh, oh, his name was Joven or Joven. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know what it yeah, felt so like? It's, 
What's that? Um, do you remember the movie Masters of the Universe, like the the He Man yes. Dolph Lundgren thing? There's like a yeah. scene in that where they literally just go through like, and this person, and this person, like they just announce <laughs> them, like Skeletor or yeah. Evil Lynn just starts like announcing all different ones yep. who are gonna step up or 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 do something, and they would just have it so that way they can action figure the shit out of it or whatever. It felt like oh, that. Yeah. Like let's go through the Rogues Gallery. Of things and just oh, kind of name them, which is kind of what this is, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anything going into this. I just knew it by name, and, uh, you know, I've read a few of the Werewolf by Night uh, comics. Right. So it's not lost on me that his name is Jack Russell. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that was the thing. Like, I didn't know uh, who Gael was actually playing, mm-hmm. and they were acting like he was this uh, this other person that, they didn't really say who that person was that right. they mistaken them for. Right. So I was a bit confused with that uh, until, you know, I would say halfway through. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, all right. He's really the character. He's really going to be the wolf man. Yeah. They um, kept it pretty close to try to at least fake the non comic book readers or people who didn't look it up beforehand to kind of play right. with. Is the monster out there a werewolf or is somebody a werewolf like it's so a so i tried to play a little cloak and dagger with that on top of just playing the game which i liked yeah exactly um so i i I loved how very little they give you and uh like you you know if you are a fan of the comics you still were kind of thrown off by things i at least i was well that's good yeah the fact that like i've heard man thing was in it yeah and i may have seen him in the trailer that i saw but Overall, I didn't expect to see Man Thing. Yeah, <laughs> on screen, loved it. But you know, yeah, yeah, it was great. Shout out to Ted. Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> I already sent you one meme, which we'll probably put out there in some regard uh, yeah. during the week. I also want to see. We must. I also want to see the uh, Mark Wahlberg Ted movie with Man Thing next to him. Done. Digging it. Digging I it. I usually say that, you know. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um. But like I said, uh, I, the reason why I think I liked Verusa as much, and I don't know if you did actually answer my question of like who did if you thought somebody stood out, but um, the <sighs> the uh, I also I just liked the theatrics, and she was a big part of that. Like you said, she's kind of projecting, doing a little stage play kind of thing. But I think it yeah. also had to happen in terms of the setup here for the husband's passing and the corpse is like kind of a zoltar type animatronic host machine and i dug yeah. that so much it looks so like kind of creepy and it added to the like that s- same classic aesthetic so the yeah. fact that she's laughing at all his stuff and like really hamming into it i i, I yeah. loved every bit of that so i was a bit thrown off by that only because i'm like is, is this supposed to be taken seriously? Like, are they supposed to be listening to this animatronic? Right. This straight from Disneyland uh, animatronic? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> There's some banjo playing bears behind him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I actually thought she was going to be, like, mouthing what he was saying. Right. Indicating, like, she set this all up. Sure. You know, and in, in using him as a guise. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was decent it was that was was like my one draw where i'm just like "Mm, that that doesn't work for me but so you liked it more once it got in the competition though is what yes yeah you know i don't know who these characters were i didn't know if they were if they had special abilities but i would say they can take a beating yeah sure Um, knowing that she's a bloodstone and that means something uh you know she's getting slammed into uh corners of stone right not even just like face slammed into a wall she's like corners of the stones and she's getting up i'm like okay she is obviously uh super powered in some way yeah do you wonder if like mcu people are now triggered by the word stone like oh my god thanos uh, is gonna come out of somewhere like i'm yeah sorry sorry uh gem uh no no uh uh rock there it is (laughs) yeah like thanos is some goblin that's just gonna come out you know a golem character being like my precious you know just (laughs) trying to to steal the bloodstone that would be awesome i'm taking the seventh stone the bloodstone yeah i have six fingers on my right hand i was also in the princess bride (laughs) oh my god yeah 
Oh, what a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming, but it's all Disney-owned nope. probably uh, at this point. I so, think so. Yeah. So so you are in line with the critics here. You would probably give this a what, would you say? Uh, out of five, I'd give, give it a four. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, even for how this is kind of, you know, again, it's short and basic, so I kind of almost don't yeah. want to. I have the temptation to not grade it because it kind of puts it along side other things that can have a four in my lineup that I'd be like, yeah, is mm-hmm. it that good? But I definitely enjoyed myself so much and 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 feel right in line with that. You know, I might ding it just yeah. a little bit because it is a TV special, but it did everything that I want it to. So I'm trying yeah, not I to mean, be so precious about it. <laughs> well, I was going to say with all the uh, output that uh, phase four has given us, uh, this was a nice bright spot. For uh, sure. I, I I thought it did what it was supposed to. It entertained. It brought characters that were in comic books and kind of kept true to them. Right. Especially Man-Thing, the way it looked, the way it, it was powered. Yeah, it was like an I adorable guess. Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. like bigger monstery, but definitely had a, a similar vibe in terms of some of the look to it. Yeah, but yeah, overall, I I, I really enjoyed it, and I I, I can see myself uh, rewatching this over maybe some of the series, some yeah. of the movies that came out. It's in phase incredibly four, so. rewatchable for sure. Yeah, yeah, and by that extension, I may have missed something on the first one. Yeah, for sure. And, and by that extension, I, that's why I was saying I'd love to see these kind of like up the ante every year and kind of keep the story going. Because yeah. I don't want this to just be like, wasn't this cool? Let's lump this into a uh, Moon Knight or let's uh, bring yeah. them back in Blade or whatever it's associated with, like you were saying to me off air. Like, I don't yeah. want that. I like these characters. I want this, this aesthetic, this characters, everything about this. I want this to continue. Yeah, of course. And uh, I think we are also trying to figure out what uh, uh, what we can have as more specials. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, because, you know, they can do. And especially this one's brilliant for kind of tying it to the holiday in a way. You know, that kind of yeah. Halloween, October holiday stuff. So is there something in your brain that you could see either whether it's tied to a holiday, I guess, or not. But I yeah. like the idea of like something being like, we're looking forward to this because it's around this holiday but it doesn't need to be but is there some kind of like you'd love this to be a one-off and then never think about it again right well uh i know it's already been out there but maybe a better version of the inhumans right like you know maybe give it a a, yeah a tight one hour special where you know they're dealing with stuff on the other side of the moon um there was others. Uh, I, I I'm blanking right now. I I just had something. Uh, even like uh, something as crazy as crazy as the Mojo verse. Okay. Where uh, so Mojo is a character from another dimension where they live and breathe movies, TV, right? Right. Sound, sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah, kind sure. Draw in some uh, some stuff and uh, a character that was uh associated with that was in deadpool 2 mm-hmm. and it was shatterstar okay who is uh from the mojo verse for his brief stint you could kind of tie into that but right. it, it's zany enough where it could be just like a one-off right but you can also like draw it in elsewhere yeah because he's like a uh an enemy of the x-men okay so you know you can do that bring in long shot Stuff like that. Any other kind of like street? I like the fact that this is kind of street level. It's like monster, so it's not like mm. super powered, supercharged in that way. It's got just enough of that flair. Uh, I don't know if it's been announced or if it's even a thing, but uh, Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist <laughs> to buddy up, and it'll be like a, a tag team doing uh, hero work. You know, Heroes for Hire. Uh, you give them a, one scenario where they can team up together and make it fun. Make it, you know, a lethal weapon in the MCU cadre. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's what we hoped for. Instead, we got like a, 
in lukewarm defenders series that kind of yes. just sort of worked. But I wonder if because it seems like everybody just wants to lump the uh, former Netflix stuff into we kind of went all out talking about, you know, Daredevil stuff offline uh, between us two yeah. and uh, Shane, you know, because Shane cares a lot about Daredevil, particularly yes. uh, this particular incarnation of Daredevil and hoping that Disney Plus was going to do it right, which, you know, I think we all kind of agreed it kind of was. So that that was nice as yeah. far as like She-Hulk goes. We don't need to go too deep into that. But no, the um, but the MCU bringing in these Netflix shows, I think that's an easier win and an easier mix in tone. Whether you bring back the exact people, I thought the uh, the person who played Luke Cage was better at being Luke Cage than say uh yeah. you know the casting which was mildly controversial around the Iron Fist character and obviously the sh- the show itself the series itself was not successful uh by the standards of the rest of that crew either so hopefully I think people would welcome kind of something to where we can kind of hit the reset on that one and just go forward with it and just have fun yeah. with it. So I like that one. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Now that um, we solved the MCU, Chris. <laughs> yes. Let's Kevin call us up. Yeah. <laughs> let's turn our sights to a little bit something uh, more macabre, a little bit freakier uh, on the menu, uh, as I did tease it up top. Hellraiser uh, from Hulu. Uh, this is directed by David Bruckner. He of The Ritual and The Night House, uh, two movies that I thought very much worked. Um, This is starring Odessa Azion as Riley, Jamie Clayton as The Priest, a.k.a. Neo Pinhead. Sorry, Clive Barker. I know you hate that fucking name for some reason. Uh, So, but so I put out both for you, buddy. All right. (laughs) I got your back. Uh, as noted, this is a take on Clive Barker's 87 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Oh, yeah. Cenobite Ooh. cereal coming out for you. Um, That's it. With extra pain. <laughs> so it's just more cinnamon with open cuts or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Cinnabites. Razor blades and lime. Yeah. I think I've seen those t-shirts. I, I like that look where it's like the c- Cinnabites, but it's like in a, that cartoon form, like the General Mills yes. cereal. I like it. Yep. Um, this was a long time development process, I believe somewhere in the 15 to 20 year range with various different directors and writers and people attached. Um, Not the same person who played the priest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So finally this all comes together. um, And there, the scores are kind of middling at this point. So uh, various degrees of success with this, you have a 69 rotten tomato score with a 65 rotten tomato audience score a 56 meta score, a 6.2 on IMDb, and a 3.2 on Letterboxd. So it could go either way, Chris. I'm going to have you on deck here. What'd you think of Hellraiser? Let me just start by saying the original Hellraiser was interesting. It was a. Uh, it's a cuckoo bananas, you- Chris. It's cuckoo bananas. It is. <laughs> well, I would say. You'd never seen anything like that before. It no. was It was truly horror that you were just like. What am I watching? Yes. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't like, well, I can't get into this. I'm shutting it off. You watched it all the way through. And then after it was done, you scratched your head. Yeah. But then, you know, it had what? A thousand sequels? <laughs> yeah, that nobody and, liked altogether. Yeah. Right. Especially part Even two is just space. bad. Uh, we, we did the double... Double feature of that for Connecticut Cult Classics recently, and I I, I couldn't even take it. (laughs) But that's the thing. I remember uh, that I've seen it. I just don't remember the contents of it. Like, I I really question as to if I truly saw it or if I thought I saw it. (laughs) Yeah, I have that feeling. Sure. Um, And then anything beyond that, I honestly have not. Maybe I've seen certain scenes, a GIF. I don't know. Um, but I've never seen any of the sequels, not them in space, not, uh, <laughs> yeah. the origins, mm-hmm. nothing. I, I haven't, I can tell you one and two, that was it. Sure. Same. But then, 
hearing that they were doing a, a reboot, I was like, oh, great. This is the year of the reboot. Right. Uh, you got Scream. You have uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you have Halloween is ending. Sure. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll see that one. You I? have all these reboots that are just culminating into this year where I was just like, do we really need this? I don't work. Like, I don't want to go. And Chucky on the uh, TV side, too. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I didn't want to be like, oh, man, now I have to go to the theater to see this. Right. It's on Hulu. I will watch it. Yeah. The Prey effect, um, right? And Prey is another one, too. We got Predator back in the yeah. fold. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So uh, I would say, you know, it, you don't have to go out of your way. Uh, <laughs> you have a Hulu account. You can watch it. Um can I just say one thing before you get in there? I know I'm a complete jerk, yeah. but I just want to comment on Hulu. Hulu, look look into camera three, Hulu. Look into camera three. Fuck you, Hulu. <laughs> For number, Ooh. number one. No, no, no. And, you can't say that. And how much have we said we love Hulu all year, Chris? That's right? what I mean. Yeah. So A lot. Here's what I'm saying. All the love. They are just now upping their rates and- for for this particular movie, usually they just show some preview stuff in the beginning and then it's the full movie. Go for broke. Twice, twice in the movie did they stop and went to commercial for multiple minutes. No. I pay for this service. You just upped it on me. Don't fucking do this too. The other streaming services don't have commercial interruption when once the movie has started. Fuck you, Hulu. Too much. I can't think if i've seen a commercial do you in it. do you pay and the, I have higher... the bare minimum oh no i, I do don't too. i don't wow yeah i had, um, I had three commercial breaks sorry? one in the very beginning and then two intersplice early on like maybe the second hour was commercial free but the in the beginning there was a bunch and i was like what are we doing wow yeah uh, because it's on hulu uh i paused it a few times <laughs> yeah i, I we like, talked about this off air. We get, this might segue yeah. into the actual review here. You said you had to take a couple of bites at the apple with this to finish it, and yes. is that spe- and I did too, but mine was because I tried to watch it too late at night, and I'm forty. <laughs> but the um, but it just didn't hold a lot of attention for me um, because it, it uh, to me it's it's weird for a movie that it's kind of reimagining. The 87 one, it's not a carbon copy. Something about this one, even though the effects and gore are good, I never yeah. felt scared. And I don't know what that effect is. I never felt like off-putting. I didn't have to look away. Something about the way it was presented, I wasn't as like there's like one Cenobite in the in the last one that I could see in my when I close my eyes and go, Ugh. uh, you know, yeah. from the original. This one, I didn't feel that way. I was like, oh, they're just like from that movie, The Cell, or Cell, whatever, that one uh, with Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. It felt like that yeah. instead of like something actually truly scary. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, when I was watching it, I was like, wow, they're they're building this up, you know, a lot. They're, they're saying her relationship with uh, her brother, her friends... This guy that she uh, met in the twelve step program, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is saying, you know, this guy's no good, or you know, you're you're just going to go back to, you know, your druggy ways. Right. This isn't good. I'm like, okay, so that's like the first half of the film, and then it starts coming into the sacrifices, the the cenobites, which I gotta say. Uh, in this one, there's a lot more female Cenobites, and there are a lot more Cenobites that talk more than the priest, which I was like, yeah. okay, that's different yeah. than the original, because like, Pinhead was the mouthpiece, yes. for a better term, yeah. for lack of a better term, uh, of the these creatures that would just torture you because you wanted it. Yeah. You had a desire to feel pain that would make you feel more alive and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so a sadomasochist uh, handbook. Oh, yeah, definitely know? a BDSM movie. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I don't Hence think... the fuck dungeon part in the beginning. I'm just not being yes. crass for no no uh, no sake. That was a literal <laughs> thing they said in this movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I would say, like, I, I wasn't 
I wasn't completely bored, but I, I yawned a couple of times and my breaks consisted of, uh, you know, the little one coming, uh, within the living room. Yeah. You're a little like, oh, guy. Yes. Pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there there were times where I'm just like uh, checking the watch. How long is this movie? Wow, it did feel you know, long, <laughs> even though it's not that long. It's two hours. But so by my stretch, yeah. I think they could have cut out twenty minutes and probably still have had the same movie. Agreed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh. Yeah, I was just waiting for the uh, the Cenobites. It, I I wasn't really concerned with her backstory. Uh. Riley. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Riley, or as I like to call her, Great Value, uh, Elias Shawcat. Yes, from yes. Arrested Development. Uh huh. Sans um, freckles, but same aesthetic. Sure. Right, and uh, uh, Trevor, the boyfriend. Of course, his uh, name is Trevor. Reminded me of, <laughs> yeah, uh, reminded me of the emaciated Channing Tatum. Hmm. Okay. Sure. Huh? you see it. Yeah. You see it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and far less fun. And. <laughs> Yeah, far less fun, um, but yeah, like I, I, it kept my interest. But I was just like, it was almost like an assignment. Yeah, not not you know. Yes, we're talking about it for a podcast, but it almost felt like, all right, I have to, I have to finish this, I have to continue this, right? Because eventually, I'm going to have to talk about this. Yeah, you know, whether we talked about it here or elsewhere. Uh, I have to finish what I start. Yeah. And to be honest, um, based on the fact of, I'm much like you, I, uh, Riley and a whole heap of Colin for some reason, it's like, let's just toss in the, you know, the brother's boyfriend for long, long stretches of, that has very little connection that I can care about. Uh, if I didn't feel connected to, Riley and her brother's story. Lord knows I'm not going to go by extension to the boyfriend and be like, yeah, let's just have him kicking around. Um, I think they could have yeah. cut out probably the brother um, or or like the brother's love life or any of that stuff. And it still would have been the same movie. Like not to True. denounce their their love. It's, it's lovely. It's wonderful. But uh, as far as like storytelling wise, there's a lot of fat in the early going and I, there was also yeah. a point in the movie where uh Nora another useless character who is uh fed to the lambs uh or uh, yeah to the lions that makes wolves. more sense wolves yes. yeah. yeah yeah whatever yeah. Ca- wolf <laughs> by night yes exactly um when Nora gets taken i thought that felt like it was you know peaking towards the end of the movie and then I looked, I was like, yes. God, are we only halfway through? And it was just like, Jesus, this is dragging uh, as it yeah. as it kind of got into the, the final stages there at that, that house. But my God. And even like, doesn't she like fall asleep there or something? Like she's just reading all night. Like it, it takes a while. Something, they could have yeah. moved on a little bit. Um, so this movie, it, it's weird that I, I'm not just like over the moon. And if they did something off of this, I probably wouldn't care is where I would go. If they made like new sequels off of this, like I'm probably not in, Uh, even if they're straight to Hulu, I don't care. You know, (laughs) I mean, you guys might convince me otherwise to like cover it for something like this, but right Mm. now that is, uh, that is not what my intentions are. Um, although I did, uh, love making this note. Um, the only way to win the game is to not play anymore is the perfect millennial movie ending, isn't it? Like, <laughs> and this is as a person who's an elder millennial, by the way, choosing yeah. the opt out clause, just being like, man, whatever, this sucked. I'm going home is like the best, yeah. the best way to end <laughs> this whole thing. And that's a, yeah, it's just a, a fun way to go. So, um, <laughs> whether it's just me being an old man or hating this movie or whatever um i think i think that that made me smile when i thought about that so that if, is funny if you had to put a grade on this though where where are you sitting uh it's it's teetering between uh 2.5 and a 3 yeah that's fair yeah. i'm probably at a like a 2.5 cuz the more i think about it i just don't think about this movie i it did it just 
kind of was there. I can I can admire certain things like the Cenobites yeah. and certain production design stuff and and whatever, but I think ultimately it's just a that happened movie. Yeah, that that's it. Uh there's some of the visuals great. Yeah. Uh the storyline very thin. Yeah. And like you said, it's like these extra characters to just be, you know, hey, here's another sacrifice, you right. know? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, it, I, I assume from the story, it's been six years from the orgy party to <laughs> when they show up, right? I guess I didn't really Why, put, put that timeline together, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Like some years had passed yeah. and, uh, you know, the dust is settled and... Uh, they're flicking on the lights like uh, it's got its own power system. I'm like, you're saying the power still works at this place? Yeah, they're this like grand place that no one's been to. Yeah, he's dead. The only thing I could think of is that the woman who is working for him, where she's like, I handle his estate or whatever. Maybe she's yes. just still quote keeping the lights on, you know, because she knows something that she shouldn't and what have you. But I, it's a stretch. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of her, I was going to say, she looked like uh, the woman from the original Hellraiser. Uh, yeah. The, the one that wanted, right. yeah. wanted Frank and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. They, uh, I guess it's not. No. Um, <laughs> but they had uh, purposefully dressed her like that woman. Yeah. Uh, in this. I'm just like, okay, a nice little homage. Sure. But I was just like, unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, you know, unless it was really her and you're just like, I'm a new character. Right. No, it was, uh, you know, remember this character? Yeah. I look just like her, don't I? Yeah. Besides okay. like the priest character and the uh, the the chomps that you must have loved because uh, you're uh, a big fan of chomps. Uh, chatterbox. Chatterbox. Yeah. That whole yeah. thing. And, the, uh, and a couple of quotes that they do where it's like. You know, what was yes. that? We have so many glorious things to show you, or whatever that line uh, is, yes. and such sights to such sights. To such, uh, wow! I know it's a mouthful. Tongue twister. Such sights to show you. Yeah. So those type of lines that were like kind of scattered through and whatever. That nice little touches, you know, kind of throw it back, but it just is such a now streaming version of Hellraiser versus what the anomaly. Yeah. Even for 87, the anomaly that that this the original was when it came out and, and still kind of lives on. It's more of like a cult classic than it is, um, yeah. you know, something that was like, wow, what an amazing thing. Glad we made all those sequels. It's not one of those. It kind of fits in kind of like what happened with Texas Chainsaw over the years where it's like the first two because they're yeah. Toby Hooper and, you know, he has a, a bent. <laughs> way of looking at these things and he even had to be dragged to make the second one yeah that it you know everything that came after didn't have that look and feel and aesthetic and kind of had like a like a copy version like it's not the real thing there's something artificial about it there's something at arm's length about it and is less successful so i think yeah. there this is kind of that same vibe where it's like yeah, I could see where this would work if it wasn't so shiny and le less athletic with its maneuvers, uh, with the camera yep. and stuff like that. It felt very just, look at this production design. It wasn't exactly yes. like, you know, it's weird. It was it was stylish, but not stylistic. I don't know. Like, it's something like where it's, it's, it's a visual delight, but not great in terms of the movement and the and the culture like it i don't know there's something about the original no, one I, where I, it's like dreamlike and this one had yes. none of that it was like this is just some alien shit almost alien bdsm yeah. is what it felt like more than just how truly creepy and ground level it was yeah. in that house i don't know that's how i felt so well you you said it there's a sheen to movies nowadays uh especially sequels that are trying to emulate what the originals kind of conveyed yeah but th it, it's too glossy it's too perfect yeah you know there was flaws in all those originals uh it was it was like this this raw 
artistic venture. Yeah. Like I have this idea and I have to put it to film, you know, and then let me gather my friends. Let me gather uh, like-minded individuals yep. to make this thing. It's sort of like, uh, you know, Lucas with Star Wars. Yeah. You know, it it was beyond just his story. Yeah. It was him and his artsy friends yep. gathering together to make this story. Yeah. And for all its warts, Star Wars was a phenomena. Yeah. It was real. It, it was, was tactile. It was, it had right. that, like, you were there. He created this universe. Exactly. And even the the two that followed, uh, you know, there was uh, uh, like a uh, uh, let's roll up our sleeves and and do this again, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Where now it seems like everyone's resting on their laurels. Everyone's like, you know, uh, making film by committee. Yeah. Um. Oh, we can do it uh, better in post. That's Don't worry exactly about it, it now in yeah. front. Yeah. So. It's a shame, really, but, you know, you get those auteurs, you get those people who still have that raw feel right. with their movies, but more often than not, it's it's people just like, oh, well, we have to make this the most pristine thing that ever was put to celluloid or right. digital. Yeah. Mostly digital. And I wonder if I never saw the original Hellraiser movies, if... I would be wildly confused by this movie. Uh, like, I just take for granted that I just know <laughs> the Cenobites and I know some yeah. of that characters. I know what I'm in store for. I wonder if people who yeah. came into this as like, this is my first experience with it, whether they have a different take on this. But, True. you know, because that's what they're aiming for. They're they're like, oh, we'll get these oldies to watch it because it's part of their childhood or part of you know, whatever background, you know, pop culture thing that we've had. But someone coming into this brand new, some teenager now, I wonder what they would feel about this movie. I'd be very interested to think know that it, conversation. I was going to say, do you think it's worth uh, making a, uh, a Twitter poll of some sort and say, you know, was this your first time experiencing yeah, Hellraiser? Yeah, that might be interesting. Did you see the 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 ones that came before? Who knows? Yeah. That that'd be interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll pop that up tomorrow before, uh, ahead of the uh, the release of the episode because I am curious to know how people yeah. came into this, especially in the streaming era where it's like it's more accessible. You don't need to be you could be fourteen and be like, "Yep, I can totally watch this," even though if, if it would be quote yeah. rated R, etc. So, um, gotta love streaming to have instant access yeah. to uh, hor horrifying uh, BDSM stuff with uh, uh, you know. Some guy's nerve endings being constantly wrapped around his body or whatever, or ripping his face open or whatever. So, yeah, uh, definitely a different yeah. type of take on that one. <laughs> I would almost say, like, no, a Pinhead is beyond the movie. You know what I mean? Like, you have, like, you go to a Hot Topic, you see Pinhead on a shirt. Right. Um, it, is that, like, immediately known, or is that, like, oh, my my pinhead is a female pinhead. You know what I mean? Like it it's tough. It's yeah. tough to uh to justify um how people watch things. Well, that's know? when they they remake all these or when they reboot them yeah. or however it's supposed to be, you're getting new entries and some people that's where they come in and either it's not very successful so people don't care. You know, because it's like, right. well, I whatever, it's not a phenomenon like the original was. Or people are like, you know, this is just another additive to the thing I already liked, and it's just content. So very rarely are these sequels, reboots, you know, rebootquels, whatever, that we've been seeing a lot yeah. lately. None of them seem to be like, oh, this is the one. This is the, the franchise. This is what it is. Instead, you're just hoping that something comes up you know, like a like a conjuring universe or something a little bit newer to be like, oh, cool, something that's you know I want to go forward with your saws, something at least in this century for Christ's sakes, stop, <laughs> stop bringing Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, all these people back. Let them fucking die and yeah. just end it already, and and give us some yep. new stuff or a new twist on the same thing without being that exact thing. 
but yeah, I guess I'll stop being Agreed. man yelling at Cloud now. Um, so after those two more lengthy reviews, let's do kind of like a more of a, a rapid fire here to kind of round out the episode here. Uh, a bunch more, uh, like I said, things that you could watch right now if you have these streaming services. Let's turn ourselves to Netflix, who is, of course, starting their Netflix and Chills month as per usual with their uh, Halloween October lineup. Um, and who better to try to chime in this time of year than Stephen King? This is uh, Mr. Harrigan's Phone, the latest adaptation of Stephen King. Uh, it is based on the novella of the same name from the collection If It Bleeds, uh, which the film is about Craig, a young boy living in a small town who befriends older, reclusive billionaire Mr. Harrigan. The two form a bond over books and an iPhone, and when the man passes away, the boy discovers that not everything dead is gone and finds himself able to communicate with his friend through the grave, through the iPhone that he's buried with him. This is, of course, like I said, every there seems to be so many Stephen Kings, and they come back all the time. This pers- this time, yeah. uh, it was brought back from uh, the dead, I guess, whatever, with uh, Ryan Murphy, and I believe maybe Jason Blum was also associated yes, with the production team on that one. Um, yep. And of course, this one stars Jaden Martell from It, which I've he, I liked him. I like him enough. He seems to be in a lot of good projects, but these It kids yeah. don't ha- like between them and the Stranger Things kids. I keep earmarking like who's going to be the breakout? Who's going to be the one that actually works? from this crop and it, or whether they might get pigeonholed. And obviously this is kind of an extension of still hanging around in the horror genre for, for Jane Martell. So we'll see. He plays the aforementioned Craig and Donald Sutherland. And I, what I thought was perfect casting, uh, you know, as the titular Mr. Harrigan, because he plays a, a great curmudgeon. Uh, he's got a smarthy curmudgeon, like this intellectual asshole. You know, elitist prick. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. for, for whatever it is, it's funny that he came from a background of probably being maybe more, you know, of a, not a hippie, but like kind of, you know, this professorial stoner or something, you know, this kind of yes. vibe to him. Now he's kind of evolved that notion as an older man and kind of turning into President Snow over and over. So... I'm a fan of Stephen King's writing. I'm a fan of certain of his adaptations, but obviously the hallmark of of a good adaptation of his, for the most part, especially this time of year, what you want is terror and dread from a Stephen King adaptation. And I thought that was largely absent from this story. And instead yes. it turns into kind of a loose morality tale that deals more in the fear of technology and power than it does anything macabre. It kind of tries to be a little bit of a ghost story, but honestly it's just really a heavy-handed boomer tale about like the fear of technology in a way. Did you did you feel any of those vibes? Yeah, yeah, I guess uh with you know, he says as much, you know, like oh uh I, I believe you had uh, uh, glommed onto the phrase uh, uh, owning things tend to own you or something like that. Yeah. Whatever the phrase is. Yeah. Mr. Harrigan somehow like, is the uh, clairvoyant or a soothsayer for our internet futures. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he took to it like a champ. He was just like, well, I can get stocks right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can do that. And that's all you needed. That's all you. Hey, you get stocks in real time. Yeah. Ooh. Call my agent. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, ah, it it was like. Um, what do they say? Uh, uh, bad movie making is uh, you know voiceovers. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's like cliche and lazy, unnecessary yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. very lazy writing is do. is yeah, yeah. And uh, man, this kid is just like talking throughout all all the time. Uh, and that is when I know I probably don't like well. Stephen King adaptations have a lot of these because they want to keep the voice of Stephen King, that unique voice in the way he writes and does dialogue with his characters. So they do it in voiceover. Sometimes you get a Shawshank or a Stand By Me, and other times you get, this is fucking boring. (laughs) 
Yeah, like uh, you know, Jaden's uh, delivery sounds uh, less interesting than Harrison Ford's uh, voiceover work in Blade Runner, and he's paid to read to this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And I was just like, he's not very good at you know reading to him. He's just like you know, I am talking about this movie, this book, and this stuff. Yeah, I'm like, wow, wow, you're desperate. You know, Mr. Harrington. Yeah. So, so how would you like bottom line him for us? Bumper sticker for us? Like, where where do you see this movie? Just overall, like it it, it didn't it didn't interest me. It, it it seemed like it looked it seemed like he was reading a book report, and yeah. I was listening in class, and I I just you know not enough spookiness happened after uh, Mr. Harrington's. Uh, death no it's a morality and test for the audience because like I, I wrote it in my 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 uh review for what's on netflix but it's like they forgot to punish these people <laughs> all these people yeah. die and uh, they're like you know what i should just stop doing this it's like it's if somebody was like addicted to <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the uh i was gonna say like it, it just seems yeah. to be shrugged off to be like oof killed a couple of people i should put this thing away and that's the thing. It's only a uh, what you know. Spoiler: It's like only three people die in it. Uh, yeah, and, something like that. Yeah, uh, two by a request of uh, Mister Harrigan after uh, after he's gone. Yeah, you know, it's just like it wasn't like a string of people, and he's just like you know, I, the cops are coming down on me, and and I have to stop this. Right, you know. I, I have to get rid of the phone. It was just like... Yeah, this is not Edgar yeah, Allan Poe. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Right. This is not Telltale Heart. This is not like the guilt rack thing like that just propels it. There was zero guilt. Zero guilt. Yeah. Zero repercussions. Like, it, yeah. There was maybe like with the first death, he was just like, oh, what, what did I do? Did I do this? Right. I'm not sure. Let me double down on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this person I don't like. So it turned into, uh, what was it? Death Note. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just sure. like I wish this person dead. Yeah, you know, it's like okay. Yeah, granted. Yeah, to me, uh, yeah, it was just really mediocre. Lacked the urgency, propulsion, bent yeah. anything that would be fitting of a Stephen King tale or a good ghost story, and it just didn't lock in for me with that one. No. Uh, so the next few I just wanted to highlight because I've been teasing uh, uh, this for, for multiple weeks, I guess, on, on this podcast. Because every time we talk about horror, one of the things I bring up is Shudder or AMC Plus is like a combo thing. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for October. I'm going to get all my scary movies in. And uh, I did. I did. I finally uh, <laughs> started it up. And uh, I caught two Shudder originals that are relatively new, if not brand new, like this past week. I just watched Deadstream today. Uh, I don't know if uh, you're aware of this one, but it's basically like hmm. when kind of like a, a social media influencer, whatever kind of story kind of guy where he does uh, he he uh, does these things where it's like he's it's called the Wrath of Sean, I think, or something like that, where it's he's always scared to do something and he overcomes his fears by just doing them live streamed and he does crazy things like, you know, I remember one that stood out was he did a uh, uh, baby Moses where like he puts himself in a raft and just sends him down <laughs> like uh, like a string wow. and just without looking, no nothing, just goes right over the rapids and whatever else. Um, so th like stuff like that, you know, he does or he like taunts mm. cops and just gets his ass beat, you know, things like that. So uh, he kind of quote wow. confronts his fears and does that stuff and. Apparently, he does something wrong in one of these stunts. He kind of gets, quote-unquote, canceled internet-wise. And then to like get back on the good graces of his followers, he does one big, over-the-top, faces-fears moment where he goes inside a known, haunted, you know, paranormal house by himself, sets up a bunch of cameras, and kind of does that, I'm going to stay in this house no matter what if i hear something i'm going to investigate it i'm going to face my fears at every corner with this story and then what proceeds is of course in it's kind of like a horror comedy it's got a lot of levity to it uh while also trying to scare the crap out of you but it's got a lot of like dash cam 
and paranormal activity kind of like crash course together and then but make it a little funnier is what okay. this kind of movie is and you know especially for like an 80 minute 85 minute movie whatever it is it was it was pretty good I, i'd say it's it's fine it's worth watching uh you know again it's a quick in and out and you're following one guy and i what i liked about it also is that if you look at the credits this is so low budget it's kind of a family affair. It's one of those movies where you look at the craft service names and it's all the same last name as the person who made it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so this was like we had craft services done by like my aunt and my mom and my 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 uncle and whatever, like just all pitching in to like make people sandwiches or something just to try to get this small movie made. And I like that. I like that kind of feeling. And you could tell it's definitely small because it basically is a couple of people. You know, it's a very small, COVID-probably-friendly movie, low budget, that definitely, it, it works enough to, like, just kind of get, you know, be into it. And which, it's an interesting double feature with the other Shudder movie I watch, which is Sissy, um, which is, Sissy is uh, now Cecilia, because if you call her Sissy, she will lose her fucking mind. Um, Whoa. Cecilia is uh sincerely cecilia another instagram influencer but this time on the mental health side where she has a lot of uh followers that she helps you know with you know meditation stuff and products and other things and and is in that mental health side without actually being a therapist but as the movie goes on you see her kind of get confronted by someone from her past who is kind of like her best friend which harks back to um, incidents from her past that may have, you know, maybe counter to her current mental health <laughs> guru state. And then how much will she go to protect that? How much is that a bellwether of what she's capable of as an adult? Uh, how far past that is she as an adult? Um, and then what the hell can go wrong? That definitely does go wrong in this movie. I didn't love this one really. Uh, it, it it has some interesting stuff to say, and especially when they tie it to like uh, a little bit to bullying and some of the other things. I felt it was very confused about what it wanted to say. I think it had a lot to say, but said all of it and just made it kind of confusing. Like, be like, are we anti-bullying or pro-bullying? Are we, you know, anti-Instagram, you know, kind of fake guru kind of things that aren't specialized mental health professionals or... Are we, like, actually propping this woman up? So I think it was a little back and forth. There are some things where I'm like, is this also, like, a dark comedy? Because some of the deaths and things, like, I was laughing. So I don't oh, know if that man. was intentional or not. So that's why I'm kind of, like, in between about this movie altogether. So that's less than what I probably felt about Deadstream. Uh, but, again, short you know, gets you by, not as short as Deadstream. It could have chopped off probably some of the fat on that one. But interesting. These are my first Shutter originals, so I figure put those out to the world. I probably say start with Deadstream. There's a bunch of others I want to try to catch up with, so I will I will end up doing that, chopping away at that as we go and hopefully bring a lot of those. Maybe the best ones just to kind of be like, here's a good streaming recommendation uh, for episodes going forward for this month. And I figure we'll wrap up here, buddy, with, um, you know, we had all the, the smile parade last week with bringing in Brian Spears from, uh, I almost said Inglorious Bastards, Insufferable Bastards, yeah, and, you know, the... That's twice that you almost said I that, know. said. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, him actually I don't blame participating you. in Smile, whether in a smaller capacity or whatever that he's being modest about or what have you, yeah. but a lot of good talk there. But you... We're able to watch Smile and catch up with that. So what what were your feelings on that? Bring us home with uh, your feelings on Smile. I want to say finally I saw Smile, uh, but it's only two weeks yeah, out. I know. <laughs> yeah. This is the second week, and uh, uh, as of uh, this recording, uh, it is doing very well. Yeah, uh, overseas only, uh, it boomed 20, it. Yeah. 22% drop-off. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's it's – Number one this week. It's number wait, uh, number one two weeks in a row. And overseas, um, it bumped it up over a hundred million dollars. That movie was supposed to be amazing. straight to streaming. Yeah, um, but when I uh, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, huh, okay, all right. 
And you keep on seeing the same trailer because as often as we go to the movies, uh, they like to show that trailer. Yeah, oh yeah, um, all the time. And and I was just like, that's it. I'm I'm done watching it because I want to see it. I don't want anything else spoiled. Right. Because I feel like even in the trailer, they show too much. Yeah. Uh, of course, when the it happens in the movies, you're like, okay, I can understand. They needed something. I can understand why they use certain images or certain um, scenes right. in it. You have to draw the crowd. But, you know, I wanted to avoid it at all costs. I wanted to see it. I wasn't sure if the missus was going to see it with me, but we both were determined. And uh, we had a chance this weekend, and, man, uh, I, I think I have black and blues on my arm. Because there was a couple of times where she just like, ha, ha, ooh, you know? Yeah. And it, it was. It, I think Shane said he doesn't like jump scares, but these worked. Yeah. A, a lot of this worked. Uh, my hang up with it, much like you guys, is there's certain ways the story goes. And you're like, I, I, I can see that. Mm. I, I, I knew that's where it was going to go. Right. But then there's other times where it it kind of like diverts from that, and suddenly you're you're like, oh, it's going to go this way. And ah, uh-uh, check this out. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Um, but also in my theater experience, we had people behind us, kids, I will say, mm-hmm. who were like audibly analyzing what is going to Ugh. happen instead of just letting it happen. God damn it! I hate and, that. <laughs> uh, but it. Didn't take me out of it too much, but as soon as they started going, I'm just like, just watch it. Just watch. Yeah. And they were wrong in their analysis. <laughs> uh, and they're just like, oh, my God. Oh, all right. Ooh. Right. But, man, I, I, I tell you, I I am loving some of the horror that's coming out this year. Yeah. I hate to say it this way, but I think I'm into elevated horror. I'm into not the creature feature, not the... You know, boogeyman, uh, what, whatever, like the Jason, the the slashers, like the yeah, characters, the slashers. I'm into something like this. Uh, I think Shane said uh, he compares it to It Follows. I liked what It Follows did. Right. You didn't get over over explained as to what was going on. I thought that's what Smile was going to give us. Right. But in a sense, they're like, okay. We're going to explain it. We think we know where it's going. We know how to defeat it. Right. And whether that worked or not, worked inside the film. Yeah. Yeah, there's just such a Uh, creep factor and the effects and that whole third act. I just was so impressed. Obviously, we have the whole episode if you want to get Shane and Maya's opinion if you missed it last week. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for its success. Even for how yeah. much I liked Barbarian, I actually like this more. Do you agree with that one? Shane was kind of poo-pooing that he's still on. Oh, you haven't seen Barbarian? What am I doing? So I, I yeah. haven't seen I haven't seen it yet. But uh, you know, I, I trust you guys with your assessment of it, and you know, I, I believe you both scored equally with uh, with this and Barbarian. Pretty close. Yeah. Am I, I wrong th- on that? Uh, Shane gave. I think he gave, gave it a both. Four. Or- fours and i yes. was like very close on that but i i think i gave them both around like yeah like if i cheated 3.75s <laughs> or whatever because yeah. i you know yeah um i'm a coward i'll probably you know because the thing about smile i think because it's you know and again i don't want to rehash all of last week but like i thought if you watch like the first half of that movie or a little bit more before it gets uh to where the her therapist comes back into the picture before that yes. i could have said a lot of good jump scares i like where it's talking you know what, what it's talking about but it's a little basic whatever it, it's it's got some creep but it's fine and then it, yeah. and then the movie kicks into gear and just like rips you to shreds so that movie left me so well that i was just like i have to have this higher and and think of it higher yeah I just don't know what that does for me in terms of scoring or a long term. Like, do I give less credence to how it started, you know, and and bring it down a notch, or do I just go, well, it ended so well, how can I not? 
I don't know. I, I'm I still at say, odds with that, but 3.75 still sounds like a good score for me. Yeah, my my score would be a four. Yeah, uh, along with Shane's, but I would say the first half is definitely set up. Yeah, you know this patient, this newly uh, brought in patient of uh, the uh, the lead character, um, Susie Bacon, or the the woman from the beginning. Yes, Susie Bacon. Yeah. She is, uh, she's witness to this and just takes it as, you know, uh, I'm kind of, why did she come in here? What, what was her deal? And then strange things start occurring to her. Right. And it's like all the stuff that she was said that was presented to her is now she's experiencing. Yeah. So I think it's necessary to set it up like that. But yeah, once that, you know, second half starts going into, you know, all its craziness, it definitely just impressed me. Yeah. Uh, I think. For sure. Um and, you know, I'm the I'm the stalwart who is like, you know, oh, it's horror. They don't make it like they used to. <laughs> yeah. Um which they don't, but this is this is a new way of telling the story and I almost kind of want this to be a standalone, mm-hmm. but I can understand if they want to continue the story somehow. Right. For sure. And I think the way yeah. they ended it, they totally can. And obviously, the, like Shane said to me, I'm like, yeah, if. And he's like, no, 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 they will. <laughs> it's too successful. Yeah. They absolutely yeah. will. And he's absolutely right. But, yeah, we'll see how, how that kind of goes. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad we're all kind of on the same page with that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that this is that time of year and we all get our scares in. And we continue to do that next week. As the end, as you noted, to the Michael Myers new trilogy, the end of all things, potentially Halloween ends uh, will be coming out this weekend. So we'll be covering that next week. Um, Maybe we'll go back and if we have any other stuff from, you know, either, like I said, with the the shutter stuff that I'm going through or if we happen to catch uh, the Midnight Club, which we are a little slow on because there was just so much to cover this weekend. Want to talk about uh, Mike Flanagan's new series for netflix um which came out uh 10 episode series on that other than that we'll we'll see we got a few other things cooking um weirdly (laughs) uh black adam's coming up and i i really don't care i don't know why i don't care but on the uh on the on the halloween scary front you know you have things like pray for the devil (laughs) uh the good nurse wendell and wild uh uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, VHS 99 is coming to Shudder, I think, on the 20th. Uh, so there's a few things still kicking around, and I'm sure there's some things that I'm missing there. But still more to scare the crap out of yourself uh, all month long with October. And we'll continue to force Chris to watch horror movies all month long. Um, at least he gets to spend some good time with his wife while doing it and feeding That's your true. arguing with myself stuff. So... Thank you, Chris. Glad to have you back in the fold. Shane, not feeling well. Get better. Get better, buddy. Uh, We will talk to him again next week, hopefully, God willing. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week for more recent activity.